Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother to this. Your mom in the fucking stand! And we're back. I haven't done this show in a minute. I had a little boo-boo. Is got, your first one back? Yeah, I got ouchie here. I got another ouchie there. What an honor. Yeah. I didn't for, realize I was like, we were, trying, we were trying to do this a little while ago. Yeah. And then you um, fucked yourself up. I fucked myself up. Yeah. Doing my fucking Bron Bron Like impression. 10 people sent me the video. Yeah. I couldn't bear my, I didn't watch it. Really? Couldn't, couldn't bring myself to watch it. You're like, I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. If it's a stranger on like, the oh, internet, I, I can That's be like, why we're ah! sending it to you. I know. Um, and I'm like, I don't uh, want to see my friend get that hurt. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know, I'm driving. That's, that's good. all that's important. Yeah, with this yeah. with this power glove. I take my power, <laughs> my bionic glove. Um, Things are right. I was wearing that thing around. People were like, is that like, does your brain control <laughs> that? I'm like, yeah. yeah it does. They have that. Have you that's seen that shit now? Well, I've seen that, you know. The like one the, where like the prosthetic is prosthetic, like plugged yeah. into your brain stem and you're like, jerk wild. off. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes, make me come. Uh, Do you think someone wrote a program for that? Definitely. <laughs> because you know what happened? Someone didn't write a program for that. And then someone and got the, the glove. The first like, owner made a warranty sucks. claim. Yeah. <laughs> OTA. Was like, oh, we forgot to wipe their ass. There's and... OTA updates. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> Quick, download the jerk off program. And then you have to be like, hey, I can actually jerk off with the hand that works, but I need this robotic finger up my ass. And they're like, we can do that. We can do that. Um, can you just like take it off and it'll just walk around like cousin it and shit? Probably. That'd be so badass. I would like, if I ever had to have a prosthetic, I would definitely want one that did something on its own. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also call like. Call up some programs. We all need a dopamine drip. So it's right. like, make the thing make me feel good. Did you get the best drugs in the hospital? Yeah. They were so good. <laughs> and <laughs> They're so good. I the only actually reason, am still on them now. <laughs> oh my God. I, I kicked them because of two things. Number one, I was just like. I'd heard, I've heard too many horror stories. Yes. And they're all true. They're all true. And there's like an epidemic in this country, right? With oxys. And, and that's what they're giving you. Like yeah. they're giving you oxys. They're giving you shots. Yeah. Dilaudid, which is just. Dil shots bit. of Dilaudid. It's gnarly. And My like, trainer uh, had an accident a few years ago and became an opiate addict. Yeah. And, and it just destroys, destroyed his entire life. I mean, look. I, I don't have a trainer anymore, by the way. Because of this, like, I, I mean, it was a trainer. It's a fear. It's a fear. Yeah, that, and most importantly, I couldn't shit. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, after that was after we were, after the third shit, that had to be <laughs> by suppository. Right. Where I was like, I can't shit. It's been four days, and they're like, Here we go. Thing, and then like, just like a sewage line would come out of me. It wouldn't even be a, like a shit. I was like. I'm this not, isn't worth it. Well, they would be like, hey, do you want your oxygen? I was like, no. 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 Well, Go I brought ahead. you some weed. Thank you. When I had my back surgery, I, I used really strong weed to get off painkillers. It didn't make the pain go away, but I got high enough to forget that it hurt. Yeah, I mean. It was cool. I've been taking the edibles every yeah. day and helps me go to sleep. So I, I've had two back surgeries. Yeah. And I, so my, my brother-in-law uh, has this Australian restaurant in Santa Monica called Bluey's. And he really likes selling barely legal drugs. It's like one of his favorite things. He's like, he's Australian. He's like, mate, mate, I just got this. FDA don't know. And, and they'll, he's, he'll pull out some shit that is like nature fresh. And it's in like a blue bottle. He's uh -huh. like, mate, this will get you going. And so I go there yesterday and I tweaked my fucking back out. And he goes, I got, I got something. He gives me this, this bottle. And I have, the, I have a picture of the bottle I'll show you. It's not, not good radio to show you a picture, but yeah. it's kava and kratom. 
Have you yeah, heard everyone's of talking about Kratom. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever fucking taken it? Look at this bottle. No. It's a little tiny blue bottle like the size of a five-hour energy. It says, yeah. feel-free plant-based tonic. Looks totally innocent. Yeah. I fucking chug one of these things. It's like a couple ounces, right? It tastes like, it tastes like sand. Okay. It's just, it tastes, it's sand and maybe a little pineapple juice. It's fucking gross. Okay. Take it, chug a water afterwards because you don't, you've yeah, got to yeah. get, it's gone. Yeah. Three minutes, my face is numb. Really? Face numb. Like, okay. So this is drugs and I don't know what is in it, but it's drugs. Yeah. Face is numb. I go downstairs. I have my home gym. I've got a mat laid out and I start doing stretches. And within like three minutes, the back pain is gone completely. It's completely gone. I was, I was like hunched back in another day. Wow. It's gone. I do stretches for like 10 minutes. I stand up and I go, mm, I am on drugs. Really? I am on like opiates, up. like drugs. I'm on dr oh, Okay, this is cool. But I, and I'm a little weirded out, but I'm like, I could probably like stand up straight. I don't think I'm going to fall over drugs, but I'm definitely on drugs, right? Yeah. And I smoke weed like all day and it's definitely distinctly different yes. from that. So I have, a, I have an arc trainer, a, a, um, a elliptical uh -huh. machine. So I'm like, my back feels fucking good. Maybe get some cardio in. Start doing cardio. Five minutes into cardio, I'm like, I'm on cocaine. I'm like, whoa! And I have it has a heart rate monitor. Like ten minutes into the workout, my heart's going like 152. Oh my god, it's going. But going. I feel good. I'm like sweating. I'm like, yes, like I'm on it. And the back pain didn't come back since then. Since then, wow, that's a quite an endorsement for kratom. <laughs> I, I've been I, hearing just, just, shit is weird. It's dr it's definitely drugs. The though. moment the like the moment it was public that I was hurt, I got bombarded with messages about kratom. Yes, everybody's like. You need to get a kratom. You need to get it now. Yeah, Every, it's drugs. I haven't tried it. It feels like opiates and speed and painkillers together. Now I'm in this try little it. friendly blue ass bottle. That sounds like a good time. And my wife was like, "I'm like, I'm like, oh, we had two bottles. I took some more kratom." I was like, "I feel fucking great right now." She's like, "I don't think you should Did drink she try more." It? <laughs> she hasn't tried it yet. You gotta get she's her like, to try it. she's like, "I don't know if you should drink more." And my cousin's like, "Mate, I got a case coming." Here. I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dude, bring some kratom by. I'll bring some back if I come back for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely no, want it. It's really, I don't know anything about it other than it seems to have made back pain go away while, while also simultaneously getting me very high. Yeah, that's weird. That's a great. It's awesome. It's a great combo. And I could poo. And Did not say, stop me from I got to tell you. It's been less than four days. <laughs> I didn't realize that to me until I was in the situation. If someone was like, do you want to be in maybe some pretty serious pain? Or take a shit. <laughs> and then I'd be like, I'll take some Up pain. until right now, like that wasn't a binary decision yeah. you ever had to make, right? No. <laughs> and it was, I'm telling you, that third time when, when I was done and they were like, time for your oxys, I was like, don't bring them in. Yeah. Like, I don't want any more. Yeah. I'm not How fucked this. were you when you tried to get off them though? Were you on them for long enough for it to make a difference? I only remember <laughs> crying Sorry, a lot. I'm going to do this because, you know, because yeah. my, my mic was just not in the right place. No, okay, I got yeah. you. You remember what crying, crying was? Like yeah. they told me, uh, PT came by and she was like, Hey, have you, uh, have you gotten real emotional? And I was like, no, she goes, it's coming. <laughs> and I go, what? Just wait. She goes, it's coming like next few days. And I was like, I feel fine. Mm -hmm. And like the next day I was like, <sighs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, yeah, crying a lot. That's crazy. That was it. I didn't have like physical withdrawals, but I thought I was having oxy physical withdrawals because you were crying. I had COVID. Oh, so <laughs> I didn't know. That's fucked up. Yeah. So like basically they saw me all what? sick. Youth 
That's so crazy. And they're the like, timing of that. I know. On. So I was like, oh, these are all oxy with, because I, I was looking at the check mark. I was like, oh, I'm achy. I'm tired. I was like, I'm a fucking serious addict. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm fucked up. And then like the third day, they're like, you might have a bug. And I was like, I don't know. Oh my and then they're like, God. do you want to do a COVID test? I was like, sure. That is crazy. And I found out I was COVID positive. That's very, very yeah. wild. But the emotional what stuff is What a shitty coincidence. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. It couldn't have been. It could not have been a shittier month. I um, <laughs> that's so fucking bad. Yeah. I thought I had COVID. Turns out I was allergic to one of the strains of weed they gave me. Really? Yeah. I'm allergic. Your staff really liked that. Yeah. I was allergic to uh, a derivative of Blue Dream. Really? Yeah. You got sick? Not sick, but like real sniffly. Yeah. Like totally stuffed nose, mad congested. Like came out of nowhere. And but then the next, how did you tie it together? Like you just well, because the next morning it was completely gone, and then I took a fucking adjustment. Yeah, and then it came right back. Oh wow! <laughs> I wow. called the guys and I was like, "Boys, no more of this. No more of this." And I brought it over here to you. Thanks, man. <laughs> we got it. I haven't even given you a proper deduction, Matt Farah. Of course, of course, the smoking tire. Thank you. Sir. Um, the whole brand that you've built. I'm actually I'm super fascinated because I've gotten to know you and. You have kind of like everybody has what they do, and then they go, "Man, if I could like have like a you know like your fantasy." We dream. have each other's. Yeah, yeah. I would be a stand-up comic, and you would test drive cars. Yeah, yeah. And you even got me to to be able to do it. So I let you taste the flavor a little bit. Did it's some McLaren? It's really addictive. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's why people keep doing it, even though there's like almost no money in How it. How often do you get hit up? I was imagining it quite a bit by people who go like, "I want to be an auto journalist." Is it every day? Every day. Every day. What? So that you? Here's what we'll do. You answer the question now, and then we'll snip it for you. And every time you get asked and you feel like answering, you can just send them the video. I have a copy paste. You do? That's ready. Yes. Oh, okay. And I also have, I've done a multiple like podcast interviews with like entrepreneur focused uh -huh. podcasts, uh -huh. and I usually send them that. And what is, what the story, if, the, if I were to tell you the story, it takes 38 minutes. Okay. We I've told it so many times. We can chop it down. The long and short of it is like, I mean, do you really want to know? Well, I here's well, can I, can I tell yeah, you yeah. my guess. Yeah, my my guess is almost like the same with stand up, which is first of all, are you obsessed with this? Because if you're yes. not, you really shouldn't. Yes, you know? couldn't do anything else. If I had to do anything else, I'd be horrible at any of it. Yeah, and, and it, I was. I tried to do a few other you things. Tried to do other things, and I was bad at all of them. But you have to have an obsession about yeah. the thing. Yeah, and you have to be persistent, and you have to be able to do entry-level shit that you probably don't want to do right. for real shit money. Maybe yeah. no money. Yes. Maybe it costs you money. Maybe negative money <laughs> yeah. sometimes. And like, and be in that for a, for a while. Yeah. Um, You're pretty through. right. Yeah. You're right there. You're basically there. I didn't, like, I started doing this, like, before YouTube was a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I read the magazines when I was a kid, but that didn't seem like an attainable, like, gig. The guy who writes the reviews in magazines, like, that yeah. didn't seem attainable. Like, so you think, you know, yeah. that doesn't seem attainable. But like through a series of right place, right times. And also like I had this car wash with my friend Larry Casilla and we had a driving club. And right as YouTube came out in 2006, mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out ways to make our driving club cool. And I thought the way to do that would be to hire a cameraman, make videos of our drives and put them on YouTube. That was it. That was it. That's it. And they're still up. They're like 240p. They're wow. so old. You know how old my, those videos are? They're so old that they have pop music as soundtracks that are grandfathered in. 
They're not even like flags. Stone Temple Pilots, wow. TV on the radio, like Cold War Kids, Pearl Jam. And the videos are so old, they are not taken down <laughs> because of that. That's <laughs> how old they were. It's 15 years old, it's man. pre-DMCA. Holy shit. Yeah, pre-DMCA. So they're still there. They're, they're terrible videos, but they're there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one day, vi just videos of us driving around turned into me with a microphone narrating or whatever. Now, here's the thing. I I'm jumping all over the place. But, like, you're, uh, you're really good at... Like you really know the auto world, you really know cars, you really know how to review them. Was it a big learning process? Like were you so at the beginning? I wasn't just automatically good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, what, you that's mean. what I'm saying. Like I my background like started with reading about cars and then quickly turned into driving everything I could. Mm -hmm. I worked at a couple dealerships, I worked at an exotic car rental company. I want to talk about the that. The exotic car rental company is where I really learned a lot. Really? Yeah, yeah. A lot. What breaks, what doesn't break, you know, what how customers would treat these cars so badly and 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 i drove all of them so i learned you know there was a, a real period of like four or five years where i drove every supercar that was you know available yeah. and and it was a great knowledge base you know and um because you have like savant like but it, it's but only it's like it's you know it's, it's focused it's, it's yeah i'm like yeah. a fucking moron and like a bunch of other shit i just i just remember the things that i care about remembering it's kind of my brain has figured out how to organize car data yeah okay. you know sure and the more time i spend with the car the more room my brain allocates for that data sure so i've driven thousands of cars some of them for only like 15 minutes. Yeah. And in that case, I probably don't remember very much. Right. But if I've spent any real time with a car, I probably remember a good bit about, about yeah. it. And I can summon it as needed. And if I have any kind of skill at all, it's that I can drive like 80% of my race pace while calmly having a conversation with nobody about something completely unrelated to what's happening right in front of me. Wow. That's like the only actual skill That's like I the have. Skill set. Yeah, everything else is just like repetition. Wow. So did um, did it go from you uploading the videos and then talking about it to somebody saying, yes, want you to back in the day? Yes. Yeah. Literally, I had made like five videos and this dude named Emil, which is like a supervillain fucking name. It's very appropriate because he's in prison now. Uh -huh. Um <laughs> shit bag shout out and to uh, shout out to Emil Rensing inmate number 232 <laughs> oh fucking five federal correction system <laughs> okay suck a dick um <laughs> that guy basically was like hey I have a multi-channel network that was a thing like now a multi-channel network is like a like uh virtual yeah right it's like like your podcast and my podcast are part of the same sort of multi-channel network of ad sales, right? Right. right. Uh, which I have to, I thank you. Oh yeah, you know, no, I, no, I owe you fucking no. many steak dinners when we can do no, that please. again. Uh, you helped you help make me a lot more money last year and I really appreciate that. My pleasure. Um, fair trade for the McLarens in the driveway? Definitely. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this dude was like, hey, I've got a, this show about cars called Fast Lane Daily, which was a show that was around for a while. It was like a newsy, daily talk show about car news host was sick you seem like you can talk about cars come on down wow and i read a teleprompter but i you know i sort of knew what i was talking about and within a week or two i had my own show on that guy's network so like that shit doesn't happen anymore like no one's gonna you know what i mean yeah. no one will pay you a salary to talk about cars on youtube right you now. really got to do your own because like i've you know the way that i learned about you is how i learned about i mean you probably know all of them 
all the car reviewers. Yeah, I know a bunch of them. Yeah, um, because as a somebody who likes cars, you just, you know you go to YouTube and you're like, this is fantastic. Yeah, like you have you can look up a, like a car comes out. I want to know about you know what's going on with this car, and it's like you go down that hole of seeing, and then mm -hmm. you guys all. I feel like the notable reviewers have a little different sure. perspective oh, and yeah. style. And, and you just find the person that you relate to the most. You go, okay, that, see, this guy thinks how I think. Exactly. And then you can kind of latch on to that person. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but YouTube allows you to really get that you gotta absorbed be like, in it. You got to do, like, everybody who does it, like you said, no one's going to be like, hey, come do this to us. But no. if you do it yourself, yeah, yeah. I mean, doesn't, like, isn't, like, Doug... Uh, DeMiro, a perfect example of like a very uh, specific type of dude yes. who's doing his own thing. It's very much, it feels like this is not a put on. This is who this guy really is. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's found this like. And not only that, he's like more in person than he is on camera. He's more that guy in person. Really? Like he, there's a reason that when I make videos, like I'm by myself in the middle of the desert. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't really like people that much. Like yeah. I prefer to make this video alone uh -huh. where I can drive fast and nobody will bother me. Sure. You know, if, if you give Doug a, a car and you give me the same car mm -hmm. and you go, you each have 12 hours with this car to make your video. And if it, let's assume it's an awesome car. Mm -hmm. Let's assume it's like one of those McLarens. Yeah. Like a 720 or something, sure. right? Something sick. I am gonna go drive the piss out of this car for six hours and 45 minutes and make a video for 15 minutes about what I learned during that time while I was driving very fast. Sure. Doug will park this thing in a fucking parking lot mm -hmm. and spend five hours and 45 minutes pressing buttons on the dashboard, yep. you know, and opening levers and shit. Yep. And, and, and then maybe 20 minutes driving it at, you know, at the end. And dressing like he just got off a cruise from Bermuda. Exactly. Owning that. Yeah. And, and he gets uh, 10 times the traffic I get. Yeah. 10 to 20 times the traffic I get. Wow. So obviously the world is, sees that as being something that's more desirable than what I do. But that doesn't mean I want to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. He does his, he does the, the, that's the best part about YouTube is you, your show is exactly the thing you want to be you doing. To be. Yeah. And if it's not, it probably should be. Yeah. You'd probably change it. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. So, so I, I like the thing that I get to do is exactly, is exactly the thing that I want to be doing. When you were a kid, though, you were the car magazine kid, too, right? Like, I was the car magazine kid. Like Get Road and yes. Driver. And, or, yeah, Road you just, and Track, you, Car and Driver. You just conflated two. Yes. Trend, yes, yeah, yes. I had all of them. I still have all of yeah, them. Yeah, me too. I got a whole big shelf of all of them. Yeah, yeah. I always read them. Mm -hmm. um, and I... Mm -hmm. and I Man, you see them less and less now, but magazines. Yeah, stands, the magazines are getting a little thinner. When you walk to the magazine, and if I, as soon as I see like the car section, I'm just parked there, like. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'll walk out and I have fucking fifteen magazines in my hand, <laughs> and they're like. The the traditional, you know, I write for Road and Track right now, and Road and Track uh, just made a big pivot, which is like uh, that a lot of other folks are working on, which is that there's, you know, the traditional 12 months a year paper or 12 issues a year paper magazines are kind of getting thin, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But what's getting popular actually is these sort of paperback coffee table books. Yeah. There's a Porsche one uh, called Triple Zero. There's a great one out of England called The Road Rat. And these are like 300 page, heavy paper, 
beautiful photography, yeah. you know, long like form. A couple hundred dollar books, right? Or more? Eh, it's probably, they're probably $50 each okay. and it's a quarterly or something. And so Road and Track is getting into that space where they're going to do six issues a year, but they're going to be thicker, higher quality paper, more in depth kind of stuff. And I think that where I'd really like to, I'd like to be able to get my car news fast mm -hmm. on the internet. I'd like to be able to read the more kind of ethereal and the better photography and get that in a nicer book where it's mm -hmm. a physical thing that I want to keep on my shelf and not just a kind of flimsy, uh, yeah. you know, but I grew up like my first experience reading magazines was road and track. Like yeah. my first magazine was road and track. I always related to the format of road and track. And so the fact that I actually get to write for road and track, yeah. You know, like my YouTube videos circled me back to the old school media. And so I get, you know, I get to not just write for road and track. Like I get to drive supercars for road and track. Like wow. I don't drive the crossovers. Like I drive shit with like 800 horsepower for road and track. Oh, and I that's know. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's the most fun. I mean, yeah, because of you, I got, I mean, first I got into a Lotus. Mm -hmm. I had that. For Those were great. Days. That was so fun. Yeah, don't sleep on a Vora GT. They're great. That's a fun ride. Yeah, man. they're good. That's a good time. Yeah. But then you got me into McLarens and. They fuck you up. You start driving McLarens, they fuck you up. They'll fuck you up. Yeah. But nothing fucked me quite as hard as, here's the thing. You, you, you know, if you're talking about supercars, you're going to be like effusive with certain, you know, this thing is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And then. I kept saying these same things in like, every, and then I got to the 765 LT and I was like, look, man, I don't you, know. You can just stop now. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> this is a crazy, this is a, the experience in that thing absolutely was for me for, for having a car for multiple days. Not yeah. like sometimes, you know, someone lets you drive around the block or something, but like for having a car for a few days, I was like, I, I'm going to die in this. <laughs> I'm certain of it. Um, <laughs> and uh <laughs> yo well and now i i know how i will die yes this, and i it's like hard to explain i had just gotten i like a week or two before dodge sent me the uh the f8 wide body uh the new hellcat oh charger. really oh yeah and it so fun? you know it's it's a lot of it's fun pretty cool right it, it's a it's heavy mm -hmm. you know it's straight line power the 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 settings make a huge difference from like the standard setting to like uh, their track setting but you feel just raw power like yeah. in your gut the 765 lt felt like i was in star wars <laughs> and i was like we're going to hyperspeed but we're yeah. going to hyperspeed now at the beginning yeah like it and it was like i could feel actual fear like real fear <laughs> you know yeah that, that like this is too fast and too responsive yeah. for Going down for almost sunset, anybody, you know? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. Uh -huh. I told them that. <laughs> I told them that too. I was like, this is so bananas. I told them and I wrote for Road and Track that it is incredibly irresponsible for McLaren to sell that to the public. <laughs> I think so too. I, I did. I told them I to write to, to their faces. I, like, I called the McLaren people. I went, are you out of your fucking mind <laughs> selling this to people? That's crazy. You can lease that. Yeah. You can show up. You should have to Habibi. pass multiple tests. Do you know there's a Venn diagram of two circles, right? Yeah. People good at driving and people good at earning money. Yeah. They don't fucking touch, bro. <laughs> yeah. They don't touch. There's like yeah. eight rich racing drivers in the world. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't. The, the idea that you can just show up and lease. Yeah. 25K down. And four thousand a month, and you can lease that car. 
No. And not okay. So you drove the 720, right? Which is yes. what that car is based on. Yeah. Which anyone who's ever been anywhere near a 720 will tell you that that is the video game cheat code of supercars. Yeah. It is. It is so fast that will fucking ruin you for. It will make Lamborghinis feel slow. It'll yeah. ruin you for other supercars. Then it was like, okay, we got the 765 LT, which is lighter weight and more power. And that enough is like predictable and probably on the verge of being too much. But then they changed the transmission and they put a close ratio gearbox in it. They shortened the gears. Mm -hmm. So the 720 was already pretty much the fastest car I've ever driven. And, and, and perfect. And perfect. Didn't need yeah. anything. The 765's in-gear acceleration is 15% better. At that level of supercar, nothing moves in double-digit percentages. Yeah. You get a double-digit percentage improvement in any... I mean, you know, a 1% improvement is like five seconds around the Nürburgring. Six, seven, yeah. It's an enormous amount. Most yeah. people would be like... Ah! Yeah. 15% faster in gear than already the fastest is yeah, insanity. It's insane. So I'm on the PCH going north. I'm going to, before they, this is before, right before they shut down restaurants, mm -hmm. going to Mastro's Ocean Club yeah. and eat in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I did it before yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, all right. It was, it was like going back, being in a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> in exactly. Tent, in the tent. And so I'm on PCH. I'm just cruising 65 straight. And I just go, it's an automatic. And I just go smash, just smash the throttle from 65. <laughs> I sp the traction control's on, and I do a burnout at 65 through the traction control. I then try it again at 100, and I lit the fucking tires up at 100 miles an hour. I can't believe you just sell that to people. Uh, dude, I, it's crazy. I, I So we were filming our video. Yeah. My producer, Lindsay, came with me, and, you know, we're shooting exterior stuff, and I'm just talking about, and then we do, like, storytelling. You know, yeah. that's, that's the whole thing we do. We talk about the car for a little bit. And we tell just stories, like comedy stories, basically. But as we're going out to this place, I get on the uh, freeway. I think we're on the 110. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, let's let's see what this thing can you know can do here. So we're looking for straightaways and also no congestion. You know? Right. So we're picking moments. And he's like, why don't you punch it now? I'm like, because I'll be at that car really soon. <laughs> yeah. like, we got to wait till it's more yes. open. Yeah. I did it one like one time. We were already moving. We we're going like 75. If you rear end someone who's going 80, you're really an asshole. Oh, God. You're <laughs> such an asshole. But I, we're going like 75 and I punch it. And uh, do this. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm I'm focused on the road and just kind of very quickly glancing down. And just like that, we're going 150. Yeah. And I was like, I cut, I, and he shows me a photo. And then he's like, I sent it to my parents and they're super upset with you. I was like, yeah, asshole. Like, super don't, upset with you. Don't send that to your parents. They're, they're like, this parents. guy's going to kill you. A lot of wrong things in that story. <laughs> yeah. Sending to the parents is really, and yeah. then they're upset with you. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. So, so that, right. So that pretty much what, where we're both at, which I believe is on the same page about the 765 LT. Yeah is where my head was at when I went over to pick up something called the Elva. Yes, I wanted to ask you about the Elva. <laughs> the Elva, which I think most people would at least be feel like reminds them of the Monza, right? The, yeah, the, like, so there's like a new thing. The, the, we've now, the, the companies are now building cars that are so fast that people are just numb to them, right? Yeah. Like we're all watching 
stepsister porn right now and we're not even really thinking about how yeah. fucked up it is anymore right we're not like should they be labeling this stepsister yeah, yeah, porn yeah, yeah. yeah like she's hot and all uh, but yeah. but i really wish it wasn't where we're at in the yeah. world right doesn't need to be this taboo doesn't need to be there yeah that's where we're at with supercars because because yes. everything is so fucking fast and still we're chasing numbers right yeah and they all kind of are starting to feel maybe a little the same because they're all getting power and efficiency and yeah. speed sort of the same way, right? So in an effort to move from sepsister porn into like German Scheiser porn, metaphorically speaking. Sure. They've started taking off windshields. Yeah. <laughs> First Mercedes did it about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they had a car called the SLR Sterling Moss, which had no fucking windshield. Mm -hmm. Ferrari last year came out with something called the Monza, right. which has no windshield. Mm -hmm. And these are sort of uh, throwback type cars to the 50s, right? Yes, which you see the footage of the race guys with right. like big goggles. Right. On. Yeah. You know what's different between then and now is now people survive crashes. Right. Uh, in part because of things like windshields. Right. <laughs> and roofs. I'm happy to hear you say that because I got to tell you, like when I first saw the Monza, I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. know what it was. Yeah. This is whatever, like a year ago. What is this? It's I an 800 it horsepower V12 Ferrari with no fucking windshield. With no windshield. Yeah. And I'm like. Yeah, this, I mean, this looks cool mm -hmm. and either a throwback or futuristic, however you want to label it. But then Both. I'm like, retro future, retro future. But dude, how, what, I mean, is it, it feels like your brain's warning flags will go like, you shouldn't drive this. Right. Cause you know how, you know how like rocks hit your all these new cars, you hear people talking about the speed is there, but it lacks the feeling, right? Yes. Um, and so, so here's what we're going to do to get the feeling back is yes. we're going to build these crazy things without fucking We're going to have shield. you so paranoid we're gonna, that your head's going to be taken off. We're going to just put you outside. Alive. You're just going to be outside. You're going to be outside driving. Outside now. Yeah. So, um, the McLaren Elva is, ba I thought it was going to be a 765 without a windshield. Oh my God. Which I was like, I'm, uh, you know, honey, yeah. when I don't come home later, you'll fucking know how I died. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's 2,500 pounds. It weighs about 100 pounds more than a Miata. Uh, and, and it has how much? And it has 800 horsepower. Oh my God, dude! It's 2,500. It's 300 pounds lighter than the LT. How much does it cost? The the, the base price mm -hmm. is 1.7 million. Yeah. The as tested price, because I the one I drove was 2.5 million. Oh. Yeah. So like. It's a value. It's a good 700,000 options. Yeah. It's a lot. You can. Cool. I mean, there's a lot you can do. You got cool radio. Yeah. <laughs> It had a radio. Oh, good. It had both a radio and air conditioning, oh. interestingly enough. You're set. Um, no, it's like you can do anything can be any color. Anything could, you know what I mean? You can really do all kinds of, it's all cosmetic. Co co cosmetically is what you can change. You can, you can make things aluminum or carbon or painted or matte finish. I mean, it's just like the, it goes on. I'll send you the fucking sheet later. You'll laugh. But you see the options list? I mean, there's multiple options that are over $250,000 on their own. Paint, paint stuff. <laughs> the one I drove had a color. Did you, I mean, you saw the pictures, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was matte paint and it started, it was red in the front and shifted to black in the back. It was a $250,000 paint job. That's... It was crazy. I mean, what, uh, you know, I don't even know what it's like to be able to spend that type of money, but it's it was crazy. I mean, Jesus if you want the bare carbon, well, so here's the thing. The you wait, what you just talked about, right? Yeah. Fucked a little bit. Oh, well, fuck too. Uh, what you just talked about, how the story of all of a sudden I looked down and I was going 150. Yeah. Right. 
So this is the first McLaren, or really even the first supercar I've ever driven, where it goes the other way, where 100 feels like 200. Oh. Because so it's got this thing, this little flap guy that pops up in the front mm -hmm. and it creates this bubble of air. It sounds gimmicky as fuck, but it actually kind of works. So it bent, it bounces the air around the cockpit. So it's not hitting you. So you're not getting it right in the face, right? And it works from 30 to 100. Okay. So from 30 to 100, you can kind of not wear a helmet. And I, in, the, in the canyons, I went up in the canyons. I did the story for Road and Track. And they're like, listen, we're going to sign this to you, but no, we don't want you wearing a helmet. We want, we want the photos to have your fucking bald head, no helmet. And I was like, fine, no problem. I definitely thought you were going to say something different. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody was yeah, maybe. thinking that they're like, we're going to sign this, but you got to wear a helmet so no, you don't die. No helmet. Okay. Because the issue is themed risk. So they wanted no helmet. And legally, I didn't have to wear a helmet in California. You're not legally required to in this car. So, but, but it doesn't mean I have a fucking death wish. I don't. Right. I, I got the car in Beverly Hills and I did like a 50 mile highway transit with a helmet on yeah. to the, the canyon. With a helmet. With a helmet. Okay. Because if something gets kicked up on the highway, oh my God. the air thing, the air deflector, yeah. that won't do shit. That won't stop a big rock. It won't did stop. Did anything tire. hit you? The helmet? No. No, no right. nothing hit me. No. no. Okay. And then when I got to the canyons, I took the helmet off. And if you're not following, you know, a car closely, it is the most glorious thing you can imagine. Yeah. Totally open, but not being blasted in the face with air. Like, it was breezy like a regular car with the windows down. Really? But you were not getting hit in and the face. And that's just from this, like, little shield coming it's up? It's from or? this thing that pops up, and it's really ugly and weird looking. Uh, it's down in the front, down towards the nose of the car. It's not right like a windshield. It's okay. way down in front. And just that. And it makes this high pressure zone. <laughs> the downside of that is if you've got something in the passenger seat yeah. that's not very heavy, it'll get sucked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> gone. Because negative pressure. Yeah. yeah, it's gone. So don't put your hat on the or your sweatshirt on the passenger seat. So, okay, it's amazing because you have a fully immersive yeah. experience in which you are you know, in nature, but you're not being assaulted by the wind. It's crazy. And you're, you're, by the way, you're fucking, you're mobbing. Yeah. And it's so light that, um, it doesn't have the crazy short gears. It doesn't have a crazy loud exhaust. And it's not like all vibrating like the seven, six, five is it's uh -huh. smoother. It's a road car, right? It's got regular tires, regular exhaust, regular shocks, not crazy. So because it's so light, it's all, it's like fucking flying a paper airplane. It's effortless. Shh. How many are they making of these? 149. And they're all sold to, really I don't know, good, I have no idea. Really good rich drivers? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have to be a very good driver to buy one. Yeah. Now, here's the thing I wanted the shot of the, 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 the this, you know, the, yeah, this photo. Sure. So there's a big long straightaway found that I go, and, and my photographer goes, how fast are you willing to go, you know, with no helmet on? The thing stops working at 100. It goes back down. It just, like, gives oh, up. Oh, it's like you're, it's on your own. Over on, yeah, you're on your own. And if you put it into track mode, it doesn't even come up at all. Oh. So <laughs> I did 157 with no helmet on. And I thought, I had sunglasses, just sunglasses. And I thought my sunglasses disintegrated <laughs> off my face. I mean, it was just, I've never, I've never in my entire life been so scared in really? a car. In a car. Cause I you could I couldn't I just couldn't see anymore, and it like that would have been know, the, the best. Obituary. The way the way that it feels to be in a 
in a regular a coupe a, a car yeah. with that type of per performance and acceleration like you said it's like star wars warps you know imagine yeah. that yeah but you actually feel the change in the in, of the wind yeah i mean to go from zero to 150 us directly head on with the wind is like Oh my That's God. That's a unique experience, what you had. Una it is unavailable. Other than this Monza and this SLR McLaren, these other two, you know, I thought I was going to hate this thing. I thought I was like, this is going to be so dumb. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. They have created something completely unique. Yeah. And it provides an experience that is totally unavailable anywhere else in any other form. Yeah. Fucking wild. I mean, really wild. You also, I got to see uh, the Gunther works mm. that. Because uh, I I drove up and just looked at what you were test driving and I was like, what is this? That's crazy. That was so was so good. Oh my god, they're doing well. I think I think they yeah. have a very long waiting list. Those guys. That's a good thing. And they're yeah. also like, I mean, the, the first thing that always grabs you is you know the aesthetics of a car, right? Mm -hmm. like, and I'm like, man, this thing just it looks so badass. And then you see widening cars like, makes them look good. It's not. It's it a pretty universal good. truth. Wide is good. You've probably been asked this a bunch, but I want to ask you anyways. Like, if you, if you're doing like your top five wish list uh -huh. of like anything, anything, and any, I have like, all like all the money. You have all the money. The do, money is yours. Do I have to be practical in any no. way? Oh, so just just crazy shit. Whatever you want. Best F McLaren F1, the top of the list, obviously. Uh -huh. um, best supercar of all time. Um, those are like twenty million dollars. That's that ain't shit. Yeah, amateur hour. Uh, my Lamborghini Countach. Yeah, which is uh, it's at the Peterson right now. Yeah, uh, that's gotta feel cool. It's cool, but it was cool in September when they were about to open. They oh. never fucking opened. Oh yeah. So it's like it's in jail. Are they doing like even private? They tours? were doing like video and private tours and stuff. But I emailed them a couple days ago and I was like, "Hey guys, uh, can I have my car back?" Guess what? Yeah, and they were cool about it. They weren't dickheads. I'm going to get it this week. Oh good. Um, I'm gonna drive that. Uh, you know. That the Tycon Turbo S, I got to Electric. drive that. It's the best. That thing was pretty. W I told you what happened when they told me uh, I was doing the straightaway. Uh huh. And the guy was like, "Start with your head on, <laughs> yeah, the, on uh, the headrest." On the headrest. Yeah. And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Cause you'll get whiplash." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and then, you know, I did it like as he and he walks away. I'm like, "I don't even fucking get it." And I punched that thing. I was like, "Ha!" <laughs> like just slam my fucking head. I mean, cause you can't process. Yeah. From when you, if you haven't driven like a, an elite electric car yeah. and you've only driven, you know, motor driven. Like, yeah. Or a leaf or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Gas cars. Yeah. You can't actually comprehend, you know, like what is about to happen. Yeah. It's instant really means instant. It's instant. Yeah. I think that that thing is like zero to 60, like 2.1 or two, something. Two, three or some. I it's mean, it's some, absurd. Really It's silly. a dragster. And my, my head definitely went backwards. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't driven in one of those EVs, but if you've been on one of those magnetic uh, launch coasters. Yeah. That's the best. That's about the closest you sure. can you can get to that. Yeah. But I even think those coasters don't launch as hard from zero to 20. They don't they don't launch as hard as a Taycan does really goes i have outside right now is this monday i don't think this is embargoed uh, i mean 
Let's just It'll assume. Come out let's just assume it's not. Uh, I've got the the base model Taycan outside right now, which the Euro plates. With a it's a it's a Euro car. I know, it's a but German car. Plates look so good. I know their plates look so good. I know they're better than our plates. Way for better sure. plates. And do you notice on that car? It's got a molded bumper for the plate. No. It's the Euro molded bumper. It's very nice. Yeah. But even the base model, it's like it's like under a hundred thousand dollars. It's still very fast. That's that's actually impressive. Yeah, it's like Will a really appealing. Go to Congress with me and petition and lobby oh god what are we doing to just have our plates changed to look like european <laughs> plates oh um, like you have to give like an impassioned speech about it i mean other than saying they look better what is going to be impassioned you just keep about the speech you just keep, over and over. you keep pointing Repet to pictures like, what is this fucking thing <laughs> like that and they're like that's a good point we um we actually if you want to get involved uh my friend alex started the human driving association mm -hmm. which ultimately does intend to lobby for the rights of human drivers the idea being that you would never want you know i have my i have many thoughts on autonomous vehicles and i could fucking rant for a half hour yeah. on just that but 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 what you never want is to be in a position where it becomes illegal for humans to drive themselves and so the autonomous car industry as it grows and becomes a thing uh, will certainly have lobbyists uh, that, that are lobbying for the rules uh, first to allow autonomous vehicle testing then to allow autonomous vehicle sales mm -hmm. and then ultimately to regulate out human driving right and to the point and where so, to yeah. drive uh, be a human driver you'd have to be a part of a club yeah and go to like a private thing yeah we don't ever want to be there no we never want to be there so um Think about the last 20 minutes of any future movie where a human wrestles control back from some type of auto autonomous yes. vehicle yes. or a human finds some old relic of a muscle car they can drive off the fucking grid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I, I'm not trying to like, you know, get off my lawn. I'm not trying to be like that. But I think the, the idea that autonomous cars are <clears throat> an inevitable future it's not inevitable. We have to work our asses off to get to that. Yeah. And we might, we should really stop and ask ourselves if we should. It's so, a good point. It's a messy, it would be a very messy transition. It's a good point, man. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I wanted to ask you because I, when I first learned this about you, Oh, first of all, quick correction from when I was on your podcast last, I told you that I missed the, uh, the, the, the GTS, the Cayman, uh, seven eighteen. Uh huh. And I, when I walked out, this is a very minor thing, but I tell a car guy, it wasn't a, it was a 981. Oh, oh, uh, this oh, yeah. Is my little side note. Oh, thing. so it was a six cylinder GTS. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, yeah. And I miss it. That's okay. Um, I understand why you miss it. That's a very nice car. I like that one a lot. And um, I see how you could have mentally fucked up that number thing. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, yeah, 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 718. Um, he thought I was driving a four cylinder. He thought I was. <laughs> but you, um, I found this fascinating, and you mentioned it when you first got here, which is that you worked a exotic car rental yeah place and yeah. you learned a lot yeah um so my experience with ex with exotic car rental is a just driving by them for decades hilarious like, and you know just being like oh yeah you can do that yeah. and then i don't know it was like three years ago where i was like oh i'm gonna go do that to fuck with my friend uh bert to say so, you bought one or something? Exactly. Uh -huh. So what happened was I was on tour. It was my like first theater tour. We were doing Sober October where we're being sober and we're doing yoga. And so I told, I, I thought he was going to be at the comedy store. So I brought this white Lamborghini uh, convertible to the <laughs> nice. comedy store. Everybody's like, what the fuck, fuck is wrong with you? And then 
I tell, and then I see Rogan there that night. And I was like, I was like, Hey, I got this Lambo. And he was like, what? And I go, cause tomorrow we're going to go do yoga. I go, I thought Bert was coming tonight. I want to just casually just be like, Oh yeah, pick this thing up. Uh-huh. So he was like, I'm in. Yeah. Like, yeah. So then I'm pulling into yoga and I see uh, Joe calls me first. He goes, uh, I, I think you're in front of me. <laughs> I was like, really? He goes, well, it's a white Lamborghini. And I go, oh yeah, 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 that's me. So we pull in. I go, so what happened when we're done with class? Like, uh, let's, let's all walk out together. And well, you know, I told him to park near me and I go, and we'll just like, you know, be like, all right, I'll talk to you later. And I'll just yeah. open this thing and get in. And it worked like perfectly. Right. And Bert was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and he, and I, at one point he was like, what's going on with you? And I was like, just fucking bought a car, man. And everybody was like, you know, like Joe was like, oh, he's fucking yeah, balling. What's yeah. the big deal? You know? And so, and, and I, I saw Bert spiraling, which is what I wanted. And then like the, when I finally gave it up to him that it was, he was like, I was looking at motorcycles. <laughs> I was going to try to buy one. He's like, I felt like I wanted a treat. Yeah. I got a treat. That's hilarious. But what I didn't tell was that I went to this place and they had these exotics. Uh-huh. I'd actually taken an orange, uh, I forget if it was a Huracan or a Ventador. Or yeah. Something. And like, I don't know, a mile down the street, lights and things started going wrong. So uh-huh. I called the dude. I was like, yo, I just left and this shit's going. He's like, where are you? He goes, I'll bring you another one right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just swap yeah. cars. That's, uh, that sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. Well, yeah. I mean, look, these cars, I mean, it's not even like, you know, with Hertz, right? Or a big company, they got 10,000 cars, right? Right. Maybe there's 50 or 100 shitbag customers to rent these 10,000 cars, and the rest of the people are normal. Right. With these exotic car rentals, go they got them, six right? cars. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody wants to see what they can do. Everyone lights those things and up. And everybody knows if this car just gets through today, <laughs> then good night and good luck. Can I ask you something yeah. about how this business works? Cuz yeah. I started to ask the guy. It's extremely guy, shady. Yes. Okay. I started Question to ask one. The yes, guy it's very shady. Who he Much wasn't shadier the owner. than you think. Okay. But I was like <laughs> I started to go like I was just doing like my very poor math in yeah. my head. And I was like, so you got like these Lamborghinis yeah. and you have the you know whatever, the Aston Martins and the I'm like I so I started to just ask him just out of curiosity. I was like, so like isn't this like fucking 5 million dollars in cars yes. and I'm paying, you know, whatever, $800 uh-huh. to rent this thing for it. And they, and he was like, right. I'm like, so how does this, like, how do you make money? Yeah. I don't understand. They make money a couple of ways. One, if you can, how you buy and how you sell the cars, mm-hmm. right? So maybe if you're a rental place, maybe you're also a dealer. And so you could also make, make moves like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, they might lease the cars, believe it or not, they can lease the cars and then rent them to you. So they might not have to buy the cars. Also, they will really, really ring you through the coals, rake you over the coals if you damage one. Like really? They'll really, yeah, they'll get you for loss of use. They'll get you for, I mean, all of everything up and down. So all of a sudden you're $800. Yeah, you don't want to break one if you're the customer. Um, And I'm not talking about a mechanical problem like you were talking about. I'm talking about you don't want to crash one or scratch one or curb a wheel or whatever. There's a ton of profit in that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, And... It's also kind of a shady business. I mean, it's just it's just generally a thing. shady business. They certainly felt like shady people. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, not a lot of people go into that business with good intentions yeah. and end up having to be kind of shady. The ones that are less shady are if you go to a company that's got like a hundred 
C-class Mercedes and three series BMWs and then 10 exotics. Right. Then the exotics are kind of a loss leader and their volume cars are sort of these entry level luxury cars and they're really making their money renting C-classes for 150 bucks a day. And, you know, and then they can and be they're probably a, taking more care of those. Right. right. And then they can they don't have to rely on squeezing every dime out of the exotic car itself. Right. Yeah. But it's in general, it's a pretty grimy business. When you were doing when you were working at the exotic and you say, yeah, yes. did you have. Like when you left, did you have like a five or three or whatever that you were most impressed with? The, the cars? Time? Yes. Yeah. By far the best car we ever had at the exotic car rental place was the 05 Ford GT my uh, favorite car we ever had nobody wanted to rent it because, because it, of the ford. it was two grand a day and it was a ford yeah uh, but i drove every car during that period and that was by far the best driving car hmm. by far until it started raining it was crashed like four or five times really yeah because when it started it had no stability control no traction control and uh and customers would take it this was in in new jersey where i was at the time and uh customers when it first started raining they would smash it into telephone poles and jesus walls, all kinds of shit yeah so you guys made some money on them they did they did <laughs> yeah they did yeah. we've paid for this not thing a not, few times not i didn't see any of it but yeah. yeah yeah that thing did i mean um anything else stand out to you in those days like that was great favorites i mean i was actually always really impressed we had a ferrari 360 mm -hmm. that was I can't prove it, but I swear it was a press car and it was juiced to fucking high heaven. Really? It had a motor in it that I've never, I've never seen anything like it since. It was way faster. You know, we had th three or four 360s. It was way faster than all the other ones. And it was way faster than the Challenge Stradales that our friends would bring around. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, we used to race these fucking cars on the highway all the time. It was like 04, 05, 06 was like the Wild West. You think it's crazy now? Yeah. Now it's more like financial crimes. Back then, it was like kids being fucking wild in these cars. Wow. Yeah. Like my friend Rob Ferretti owned the, the company or was one of the owners of the company and he also had a YouTube channel and he we would just you just go out and be like wild in the rental cars. It was wow. crazy. Yeah. Jesus so man. like um the Ford GT was really the best That's one. The we had and for a while we had like manual transmission cars. We had like a GT three with a manual, we had a Z06 with the manual, and every single manual transmission car the company ever had was totaled. And almost none of the paddle shifter cars. Wow. Yeah. They were all just, people would miss a shift. And the Ford GT was one of the, I, for me, was the only time I had heard about an American manufacturer doing the whole, like, you can't buy this thing. Like, I, oh, I the never new one. heard. The I new never, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I never yeah. heard of that. You like, from an American. Yeah. And, like, I know a Ford dealer, like mm -hmm. a guy that owns a dealership. And we were talking about it, and he was like, He's like, I can't even sell you that. And I was like, like <laughs> even if you like wanted to, and you're like, I have the funds. He's like, I can't sell yeah. you that. I was like, what? Yeah. He's like, no, you got to like. Got to jump through all the hoops. Yeah. And there's yeah. like somebody who may have owned the previous one. And then I'd have to give him. My Rob, who owned owned the previous one at the rental company, tried to use that as his application to get it. it. Yeah, it didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> no. So it's a real tight list there. That I list guess. thing is weird, man. I mean, yeah, I kind of understand like it. I heard stories about. Ferraris, Ferrari listing. and Porsche both have lists. Yeah, but yeah. the Ferrari one seems more like keep out than the Porsche <laughs> one does. Like I, I talked to somebody who was like, 
has the funds and yeah. he was like yeah they like they didn't even seem like they gave a shit that i was like i'm trying to buy what you sell yeah and they were like fuck out of here yeah they they it is a big part of ferrari's brand that and you know by the way you see the same thing at the high end of porsche you see the same thing with rolex you know it the the, the hardness to get and the need to get on the secondary market or they make you buy this old one first until your new one comes in. You know, it, it, where it comes from is the fact that in Ferrari, at least, the dealers aren't allowed to charge over sticker for the cars. Right. So they don't make. So rather than saying, OK, well, this is going to be a hundred thousand dollars over and the first person to come up with it gets to take it home. They they'll only sell it to people that have had that have spent hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars at their store already, which sucks for everybody else. Yeah. Like everybody else. So like if you're the person who hasn't done that and you want, and they're like, no, 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 start there. Yeah. Get that. Yes. May I introduce done. you in this Mondial tea? Yeah. <laughs> in this. Yeah. yeah. I read an article one time about, because it, it seems kind of like fashion esque to do that about how, um, I guess it's Chanel that makes Birkin bags mm -hmm. and that, Birkin bags have lists yeah and that you can be like I want this bag it's thirty thousand dollars and they're like get on the we list. don't care yeah like and then the, uh you know the the paddock through a paddock watches the Tiffany dial to you know the yeah. paddock Philippe watches yeah. that have the Tiffany sign dial 10 years I think is the waiting list 10 years <laughs> you gotta really want some shit <laughs> like you gotta really want that watch. yeah and they're not you know I don't even know if any of them are getting it I don't even don't know don't you feel like I've never uh, uh, acquired anything like that but I've coveted items before sure. that I have since been able to purchase. Uh-huh. And the rush is over pretty quick. Totally. It's about like, I guess, the journey of getting the yeah. thing. Yeah. But you get it and you're like, yeah, I have the fucking thing. Yeah. And it's, it's probably, I don't know what it's like to buy million dollar cars, but I mean, it's probably the same thing. Probably. Yeah. Because the guy, someone doesn't buy a million dollar car and then go, this is it. This is the end. Yeah. You know, you see someone with something like that, you know, in six months, they've got another one or right. some, you know, some other thing. Yeah. That's the one thing that I kind of like, you know, uh, I'm sort of like at a moral crossroads, yeah. you know, because sure. like I love cars and like these rich guys buying this crazy shit supports the engineering teams and the design teams that come out with the next crazy thing that sure. I get to have a go in and, and, and enjoy and tell the people about and like, like, look what they're doing. It's incredible. You feel a dilemma with this? I feel a dilemma because at the very high end, all these supercars, I don't think the number of people that is buying them is really expanding very much. I think right. a very wealthy few at the very top are hoarding so many cars. Yeah. And I'm not saying if I had crazy buku dollars that I wouldn't do the same thing. I love cars. and. Yeah. I own as many cars as I can afford to own right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to throw stones in that glass house, but I really think the, the here's the problem I have with it. It's not like uh, I'm not going to make a big socialism pitch here or anything like that. My problem is there's a hole in the middle. If you have 25 to $55,000 and want to buy a sports car, you have fewer choices than ever before. And if you have $500,000 or more, you have more choices than ever before. Interesting. I think, and someone might check my math on this, but I think there are more choices for the sports car shopper at the half a million and up mark 
than there are for the forty to eighty thousand. That's kind of depressing. Which is depressing. Yeah, it's very depressing. Yeah, and so that's really my issue is that the sports car enthusiast in the middle is getting left behind, and the resources are moving upwards because McLaren knows if I can make if I want to make a billion dollars, do I want to se- you know do I want to sell or I, I don't want to do the math, but like I could sell this car for two and a half million each. Mm-hmm. Or this car for two hundred and fifty thousand, and I have to sell ten times as many of these right. things, you know. So they're figuring out that they can just cater to this very high, high end. We'll just buy anything, right? You know, so they're, they're just buying based on this is exclusive. So there was a guy, uh, nice dude, setting up um, like electronic shit at my house, uh-huh. and he sees me. He's leaving my house, and I'm going past him, and I think uh, one of the press cars, the uh-huh. GT or the Five, I don't know, I had the 570 or the 610 LT. Yeah, the 600 moment. LT, yeah. Yeah, the 600 LT. So anyways, I, I wave to him, and he's like, all of a sudden I'm driving, he turns around. Right? He's following me. He's like, did you just get this? And I go, uh, no. And I tell him. This, it's the, funny because there's an error on your bill. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him the situation, and he's like, oh. And then he tells me about one of his other customers mm-hmm. is a big time uh entrepreneur who founded a, a very well-known company mm-hmm. and he starts telling me about this dude's garage he's like this garage is like it's you you can't comprehend it has uh the cars lower into the ground oh cool. and then and then like they raise up and they go on and he started telling he's me he's got like, like a puzzle stacker wow cool yes and also he's like the garage itself is like i don't know man like twenty thousand. yeah and this is like square feet like on his property i was like what are you talking about? And then he starts describing the whole property. I'm like, you're describing something I, I can't even imagine right now. <laughs> yeah. And he starts telling me the cars and it's just like yeah. four Bugattis yeah. and like eight McLarens. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Okay. The average Bugatti customer has like 50 cars. Yeah. That's a, that's a real statistic. It's really? like, yeah, yeah, like 50. And it's not that they all have 50. It's that some have five and some have 500. Right. And that's, and you, you never even know. They send it Habibi, you send it over here. They never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw Leno and I go, uh, somebody goes, you know, Tom loves cars. And he's like, oh yeah. I go, yeah, I got, you know, a couple hundred. And he goes, you have a couple hundred cars? I go, no, you have a couple of cars. <laughs> I go, I have four. He was like, hundred. He, uh, he thought it was real. He was like, oh, that's cool. I have a couple yeah, hundred also. Yeah, well, he'll just go along with that. Um, <laughs> you don't all have a couple hundred? Everyone's Jesus. got a couple hundred. If you have a couple hundred cars and you're running out of room, try Westside Car Collector. Thank uh, you. WCCS.com. WSCCS. Sorry. WCCS. Westside Collector Car Storage. Westside Collector Car Storage. I had it backwards. That's okay. Thanks for coming. I got to go. I got to check it out. It's an impressive facility, man. Thanks. Like It's very cool. I became and a concrete and metal nerd. I know. And I remember I got to see it before it was done. Yeah. Because you, know? you yeah, were like, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. you were probably like. Most of the way done. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Three quarters of the way yeah. done. But all the finishes weren't done. And then it's rad, man. Like Thanks. you have a, a place where literally if you need to store a car or if you like if you rent out a room at home, but also if you want a car in L.A. That's that, like, We're doing a lot of that. A, lot a of bunch it. of folks who leave their L.A. car with us. And they don't live here full time. I might be doing. That you could you. do it because, well, yeah, you should. Yeah. You yeah. want an LA car? You don't want to rent a car when you come here. Sold. You have enough cars. You're good. You're and right. if you, but you're and you're keeping this, right? I'd say you could use my studio too, but you're keeping this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna keep this. No, keep your car with me. That was because I'm two miles from the airport. You're perfect. Done. See, and See? then it's you, know it's, you know what's the best part about that? Mm. And I get to the new house and I go, God, 
miss my car. I can ship it. No, I'll go, I just need to get another car. <laughs> and then my wife will be like, but your car's in LA at Matt's place. And I'll be like, yeah, but I mean, what we about need here? It there. Yeah. I live here. I, I can not have a car here. This is just science. It just works. Yeah. You can start getting old cars. There's room down there to drive some old shit around. You know, you yeah. have to sit in traffic or anything. Yeah. Start going air-cooled, maybe. Porsche. We can work on something. Let's talk. We can work on something. Did you watch? Did you see the Comedy Store uh, documentary? I watched no, it. it was, I, I thought it was very sweet. I have not seen it. It was cool. It was cute. I liked it. it really? Was very, yeah, it was good. It made me... Um, I didn't know, I mean, the whole history, but I, uh, I thought it was great. They got a lot of really good comics in there. It was... Yeah, I nice. saw I saw like little clips, and then somebody sent me a clip of I don't know. I think I said I said some, I don't know what I said, but they sent me a clip of it a while ago. But I, I heard that the by series- far the funniest clip is of I think it's Bert. I think he's on Rogan's podcast, or it might have been yours, where he goes, "They should make a documentary about the Comedy Store." And fucking, they go. Someone goes, "I think he is," and he goes. Oh yeah, uh, I'm actually in it. Can you edit that out? <laughs> like completely <laughs> forgets. That doesn't sound like Bert at all. <laughs> My favorite so is when great. he does uh, on the live shows, he'll be like, and also this fucking idiot. And he'll like say someone's name. He's like, oh, cut that out. Oh, shit, you can't cut that out. <laughs> like, yeah, we're live. It's a live stream. That's hilarious. Uh, I man. just, um, oh, dude, you got to see. I know you, if you want to, you want to kill it? No, is it no, an hour? No, 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 we're good. You have to see the documentary on Flat Earthers if you haven't seen it yet. It's on Netflix. I have seen that. Called Behind the Curve. I think it's like a year where, old. It, like, there's a guy who is. The main the guy. The main dude. Mark, whatever yeah, the yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the doc, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, okay. I watched it. All right, I just yeah. found it, and I know it's like a year old, but Can like... Can I tell you, I like some amazing. of the artwork. <laughs> the that, flat that was at the Yeah, yeah, and I tried to buy it and sold out. I went to this person's <laughs> site like 10 times, and I was like, all their shit sold. I was like, it's cool. Oh, it's fucking... I kind of like this flat I want earth. flat earth art at my house <laughs> and in my office. I, I, I'll admit, I was like, I saw those flat earth things with the domes on them, and yeah. I was kind of like... I wonder if they're on Etsy. Those are pretty rad. <laughs> and I bet it's a fun, like it's a fun ride. Uh, it's, it's why oh, yeah. conspiracy theories, like why, why they work, why people believe is because it's exciting to yeah. believe that you're, you have insight that yeah. everyone else doesn't have. Like yeah. I get that it's appealing and I bet it's fun to be dumb enough <laughs> to believe that. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, it's fun to watch them be like, wow, okay, how come fun. I could see that building right there? You know, if we're supposed to be that, curved, right? I mean, Jesus, good. you got a supposedly smart person who's talking about how smart they are from yeah. their from their trailer, yeah. going, "How come I can see Seattle? Yeah, if it's yeah. curved." Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is when. How they, come you can't see Hong Kong? I'm huh? so dumb <laughs> that I I don't know any science. Yeah, but I love there's there's multiple videos of flat earthers um, proposing an experiment which will reveal. That the Earth is flat. I can't tell you what it is, but yeah. they'll like set up the thing, and then you know, light. Oh, the gonna... laser thing, yeah, right? Yeah. The laser thing. And then yeah. on these multiple videos, they'll be like, "Fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, this, this feels round." Well, that's it. <laughs> this feels yeah. off. Well, that, in the documentary, the guy's like, "The only way to tell, we need a twenty thousand dollar laser gyro yeah. thing that only seven forty sevens use." Yeah. One of the guys buys one. Jesus, they fucking spool that bitch up, and it goes, "Huh." 15 degrees an hour, huh? Well, that's not good for our cause. <laughs> We're going to have to find another way. Yeah, another way. <laughs> There's a guy who's a flat earther who, when I had, I go, what about like um, photos from space? Yeah. And they're like, oh, those are fake. And I'm like, all of them? All of everyone. And he's like, yeah. 
Every single one. So every time anybody shows an image from space, that's manufactured Photoshop, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, well, I guess it's like an easy. How do you? Out. You can't even talk. You can't even talk to somebody like that. If no. anything could be fake, I mean, there's obviously parallels to be drawn with some other things. But, sure. But uh, you know, a fucking guy I whose car I drove like four years ago. Who? His name was Cleveland Meredith Jr. You could probably guess where this story is going. Hmm. He stormed the Capitol. Oh, really? And he threatened to shoot Nancy Pelosi on fucking live TV. You drove his car? I drove his car like four years ago. Did he have a crazy car? Yeah, he had a crazy car and he was a crazy person back then. We didn't talk about politics, but he was fucking nuts then. This guy's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, Yeah. turns out he's like a white nationalist terrorist who went to D.C. with a truck full of guns and threatened to fucking shoot Nancy Pelosi. Well, let's give him a how do you do? What up, Cleve? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Cleve. When someone goes, hi, I'm Cleve. Yeah, and you're like, Cleve. What do you remember the car? Or do you not want? To yeah, no, it? I remember it. It was, was a it? BMW M5 E39 BMW M5 mm-hmm. with an 800 horsepower Toyota Supra engine swap. Seriously, Shit. it was a nutty car. Yeah. And the guy I remember, the guy was fucking on the the edge. Yeah. I remember being like, this guy, borderline, like yeah. full on. This guy's borderline. You or remember? Something. I mean, was the thing drive like a beast? Death trap. It was yeah. a death trap. Yeah. It was a death trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> death traps kind of like are would get your juices going though too right i made a pretty decent career out of driving death traps for yeah. a couple of years yeah i drove a, a pontiac fiero that had 750 horsepower what yeah a fiero was built by a fucking a guy <laughs> a guy who was like God, I mean, I want to call him Captain Jack Sparrow. He was like, he was literally like a, like a pirate yeah. who built. A, he put a complete uh, Mitsubishi Evo front subframe engine and everything in the back of a Pontiac Fiero, and in theory that would may, maybe be okay. But the problem with that is the engine was off centered mm-hmm. towards the driver's side. It was left center, and then the gearbox was to the right. And so the problem is, I, I'm of course sitting on the left also. Yeah. So to to do that right, you'd spin, you'd spin. And so when you would turn left, the weight was that way, and it would corner left pretty well. When you would turn right, it would just flat spin. Holy shit! <laughs> That's a death trap. There's That's a, video. a death trap. It's a video. Yeah. 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 I mean. I don't know. That 765 felt like a death trap to me. Yeah, and you can lease that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not like some guy made it right. in the garage. Well, that's the thing. If you, you, I've driven tuner cars. I drove a Viper that had 2,000 horsepower. What is yeah. that like? It's pretty much like you think. I mean, you are crushed into the seat with the pressure of gravity. Yeah. Um, this thing was built by a company called Calvo Motorsports in Texas. It was a Viper ACR. With a nine-liter V10, what? with twin seventy-six millimeter turbochargers like this big, and it had a, a sequential gearbox. So when you shift, you use the clutch to mm-hmm. to get going from a stop. Once you're moving, no more clutch and no more lifting. So flat, and then ding, 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 like that. You just pull it back, ding, 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 and then forward is ding, 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 right. Press to go no down, clutch. pull to go up. No yeah. clutch. So you know you and it's boosted by gear. Right, because yeah. they program it because you put 2,000 horsepower in first gear, he's not doing anything. So you don't get full boost until fourth gear. So you roll into this thing in third at about 85 miles an hour. And it actually does, it because it had drag slicks on it, it doesn't light them up like the 765 does. 
it fucking squats and just, just, I mean, it just goes. And by the time you hit red line, you're shifting into fourth at like 130. Fourth goes to like 185 or something. The 60, we timed it. The 60 to 150 time of this car was 5.05 seconds. From 60 to one. 60 to 150. Five, se five, five seconds. seconds. 60 miles an hour. One, two, three, four, five. That's 150. That's fucking bananas. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, and it just melt, it, you know, face melting, you know, crazy town. But that is like some lunatic's creation. <laughs> You know what I mean? You couldn't just turn, and even the customer that it was built for, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, uh, this is the product. It's crazy. You can just go buy that shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You want to go try this Tycon? Let's do it. You want to have a go? Yeah, let's have a little Thanks go. for having me on the show. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to my podcast, The Smoking Tire Podcast. Subscribe Smoking to tire. my car review channel, The Smoking Tire. Smoking Tire it's on The YouTube. Smoking Tire and The Smoking Tire Podcast. The two channels. All there. And Thanks. store your car. Yeah. If you need if somewhere you... to park your shit in LA, WCCS.com. If there's any room. Thanks, buddy. Right. Thank you, man.